I want to begin straight away this morning, though, with a good news story. And it's one where you might have least expected it in the area where farming and water quality meet. A few weeks ago on the programme, you might remember Dr Mary Curtin in UL saying that if Countrywide wanted to see what was possible in this area and a place where real change was actually happening, we should pay a visit to North Cork to look at the Doohallow Farming for Blue Dot Catchments project. Now, my first reaction to this was, it's just another Cork person telling us that we should all be more like Cork people. But I was wrong. The data collected by the EPA shows that right in the middle of intensive dairy farms involved in the scheme, river water quality has improved. It has been badly broken, actually, because uh, he was working it when it was broken, so he's after wearing out... John McSweeney keeps 40 cows and has an off-farm business repairing just about anything with a motor. Today, in between calf births, it was a cement spreader. So what would you call yourself? Would you call yourself a mechanic or a farmer? <laughs> you was fully idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never be so rude. I know, I would. No, I wouldn't. be so rude. Uh, Talk to me about the Blue Dot scheme and what it was that persuaded you that it was a good idea for you to get involved. It was as easy to persuade me because um, I've been a progressive farmer all along. I was trying to get every inch I could out of the land and try and get as much as I could out of it. I had achieved that and I was getting all the dint. It was still the direction I wanted to go in. I to come back a small bit maybe and put back things the way they were. What was the risk on this farm then that you were trying to address? We're in we're in Lismire, North Cork, and, and this part of Lismire, there's quite heavy soils. That means that the, the soils themselves are poorly draining. And what happens then when you get rain is a lot of that rain is going to run off the surface. Mike O'Connor runs the Doohallow Farming for Blue Dot catchments, which introduced mostly nature-based buffers between manure and rivers on 95 farms. Farmers will notice themselves, they'll know how does the water flow off their fields. It, di- it generally finds its way into a kind of a pathway that runs down through the fields mm-hmm. and probably enters the river at one point. And we're targeting that path then. And what that does is it allows us to put the right measure in the right place, basically. And what tools do you have in your toolbox for doing that? So we're using different kind of buffer measures. So we, what we've done here actually is we've put in a hedgerow going through a flow pathway. So that's intercepting the water mm-hmm. as it flows through the fields. And then again after that, where the water actually enters the ditch, we've put a small block of trees. Okay. So it's a buffer measure and it's important. I suppose the two, the, the, a couple of the most important ingredients we have is air and water. We can't live without either one or the other. Definitely as we've got more intensive, it does bring harm with it. And did that not sit easy with you? As I got older, I did. It's a fright to see different birds. I remember long ago, um, you would hear the curlow going up the valley and hear roaring. It's gone, I haven't heard the curlow in 20 years. I've seen butterflies, different types of them, gone. It, it don't sit easy with me to think I played a part in it. We'll all look back over life and we say we would have done things differently. And that's you, me, everybody. If I had another chance, I definitely would look at things differently. What is surprising is how relatively little time it has taken to see improvements in water quality since the ponds and the hedgerows have been introduced. 
from when we started the project to when we finished, four water bodies have improved. Three have gone from good to high status, and one has gone from poor to moderate. So the river that we're on at the moment has actually gone from poor to moderate status. And that's in the space of how many years? That's within two monitoring periods, so about five years. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, it's far above, it's above the, the, the national average, like, that water quality is, is improving at that, at that level here. So it is a good news story. There are good things happening. Has it changed the conversation around here and the way that people talk to each other about water quality and making sure that they're not polluting? It's a funny thing. People are divided in it. Depends where you are. If you have a lot of borings, you can be between a rock and a hard place. If you have to turn in 100,000 a year into the bank and you have no repayments, there are two different places to be. There's pressures. Uh, you might have a choice. Expand the herd, drive on. Depends where you are. Depends what you're at. It depends the place you're in. Some people would, uh, would agree with my system or what I do, and more people would completely disagree with it. What way does the conversation go now? I mean, if you saw a fella out spreading slurry on a day like today in rain like that, do you say to yourself, I don't know what his situation is, I don't know what his repayments are, I'm going to mind my own business and keep my head down? Or do you have a conversation where you say, that might not be the best way to go about doing this? Right, when I see it happening, it's definitely wrong. I don't like it, but I keep my mouth shut. Hmm. What can you do? These are your friends, your neighbours, who don't get involved. If you're looking after your own patch, you know you can say to other people, you can do this differently. You don't have to be out there spreading on a wet day. I agree with that, but it's going to take time. I totally agree with you. But do you see that change happening? I can. Right, i take another one. The smoking ban. That's all very normal now, not smoking in the pub. Is that what you mean? Yes, yes. yes. I remember people saying when the smoking ban was brought in, not a chance in the world am I going to... I'm going to smoke inside in the pubs. There's no one going to tell me whether I can smoke here, there or wherever. But eventually it came in. And this will come. It will come in time. But it's going to be a slow burner. I wanted to see how the scheme was working on a more intensive dairy operation. So Mike took me 20 minutes down the road to Tyg Buckley and Adele Keating's farm. What's that pond doing, Adele? So it's a sediment pond that we installed possibly three years ago and there's two chambers and the first chamber is to take... Adele's farm is in a different catchment to John's. Here, in the last five years, the water quality has improved from good to high, according to the EPA. You know that Brad Pitt movie, A River Runs Through It? Yeah. That's your farm, isn't it? Without Brad. No No insult to your husband. (laughs) We have a stream um, going through the middle of the farm and then at the very north of the farm, then there's the river, which the stream is a tributary of. But steep hills on either side. Yeah, there's no flat fields, it's all sloping. Um, Manure gathering on the roadways as the cows came in for milking was getting washed into the stream. There's two roadways coming down and it's just like where all the water would have gathered before and you'd have water, sediment, muck, dung, everything. So And all above the, the stream, stream here. Yeah, yeah. So, so everything was presumably going into the stream. Yeah, it, it was just a big massive build-up of muck and dirt. We changed the camber of the roadway so that the, any, any water that was ro- coming down the hill was actually going into the field. So our all the roadways are now slanted into the field rather than towards a drain, okay. which would have been traditionally the way things were done. 
There's a caveat to the success on this and neighbouring farms. What works here might not work as well on farms with different soil types. Also, alongside the improvement in the water, there's another thing that is fascinating. Getting the river to high-quality status has created a new positive social pressure that's changing the conversation around water. Like along this actual catchment area, there's a few of us in the scheme. So for everyone, for the fur to work, everyone has to, you know, behave themselves, as they say, and like do do what's right and put in. And, and you see, we all went into the scheme at a similar time and we all implemented the measures. So when you're going to put in the, like when you do the work, you want it to work. When you have that kind of implicit understanding that if you do go spreading on a rainy day or in the closed season, you're not just misbehaving, you're screwing it up for everybody else. That's it. When you do something right and, it, and, and make improvements, you want to shout about it and you would get really frustrated and annoyed at people when they do make a mess. Or like, you know, if you had 10 or 90% of people doing it right and 10% then making the mess. But that impacts us because we're down, we might be downstream from the person. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that people play ball and do it right. Is that a change as in five or six years ago, if you saw somebody misbehaving, would you just sigh heavily and mind your own business? Yeah, you would be annoyed at people if, if, if you saw them doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, but necessarily going and, right. like, I wouldn't personally report somebody. You know? I'm not even suggesting that you would report somebody, but that... You challenge in, them in, in or the just next, say to In them, the next conversation that yeah. you have, you'd say, maybe you need more storage. Yeah, 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 possibly, yeah, that you could do that, yeah. I think yeah. That, that things are changing, that people are having that conversation, that they are definitely... I suppose anyone, your railroad family, uh, they, do, they get out of control, they do things wrong. How do we bring them back? Coaxing, gently, mm-hmm. keep talking to them. Wagging the finger doesn't That's work. It. No, no, the beach stick won't work. Definitely won't work. But if fellas look over the hedge into John McSweeney's place and they see what he's doing in the blue dot schemes, God, maybe I should be doing that as well. Yeah, that can happen. The more people that start getting involved in these things, eventually you bring them, it, it comes along. If we bring them that way, it's definitely going to be better for the environment. No question about it. But it also must be good for the farmer. He must leave, he must rear his family, he must run a business. That has to be part of it. John McSweeney there in Lismire near Duhallow. Eddie Burgess is a river catchment specialist in Chagask, the government's agri-science advisory body. Good morning to you, Eddie. When we talked yesterday, you were surprised at how well Duhallow had done in improving water quality in such a relatively short space of time. Um, Surprised might might be a little bit overstating it, but certainly very glad to hear it. Um, And with river water quality... Um, uh, there's different aspects to water quality and with rivers and freshwater um, usually it's phosphorus and sediment that that, uh, is is the issue causing problem and they can be quick fixes not always um, if you have very high soil fertility levels for phosphorus and and, uh, there's high build up it could be a long protracted period to bring them back down to a level that would be less likely to lose phosphorus. But where it's a point source, where it's runoff, where it's in the examples that were described in, in the conversations that, that were just played there, mm-hmm. um, they can be nipped in the bud um, if extra storage for slurry is needed to allow people to spread at the right time. Once it's built, it's built once and you have the problem fixed. Okay. And from oh. then you can move on. And, and rivers and the biology in the river will respond very quickly 
And, and there are river catchments around the country where we have seen improvements like that. And I, how easily transferable is what is the successes in Duhallow to the rest of the country or does the soil type make it unique? Um, well, the soil type is important when you want to put the right measure into the right place and maybe the soil type in Duhallow is unique but the process of putting the right measure in the right place is not and we can put the right measure in the right place and improve river water quality quickly. There are quick fixes there that, that can be improved. There are other aspects to water quality that will be a, a, a slow burn and will take longer. Okay, but as far as soil types go, as far as different catchments go, <coughs> we can fashion bespoke solutions and replicate to hallow success elsewhere. We can, and that is happening. Um, the the Duhallow uh, Blue Dot project has has evolved out of a uh, IRD had a life Duhallow Life project down there, and they have been working with farmers on the community for a long base uh, uh, for a long time, uh, and there has been good community engagement. And I'd say that the overall um, desire from from all the people living in the community to try and pull water quality up has has evolved. It has had funding through the, the life and uh, the life funding. And, and what's the interesting there is that there's relatively little money for the success that they've gotten. One and a half million spread over 95 farms over the course of five years. Average payments of somewhere in the region of 1900 euro per farm per year. And that has moved four river bodies, four water bodies up a notch in that short space of time. Yes, yeah. Uh, um, and and I, th- I think that uh, the knowledge of that improvement and how it has been achieved has informed um, the decision to uh, approve funding for a Waters EEIP, where 50 million has, has been approved to, imp- uh, to implement bespoke measures across the country in, in areas designated as in need for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so all things being equal with that money and with that s- accumulated body of scientific knowledge that you have now, you should be able to see results. But to what extent is the behaviour change, the cultural nut, the harder one to crack? Uh, there is no doubt the behavioural change and the cultural um, feeling on it is is by far the most difficult part of catchment science to try and uh, to try and pull around. But but it is happening. I've been working in, in this topic of water quality for over 15 years now. And I the desire from the farming community and particularly from the most intensive grass-based farmers, the derogation farmers, which are predominantly dairying, the desire from that sector to improve water quality um, now is at a level that's not seen in other sectors and at a level that has never been seen before. Now, it's because let's, yeah, let's be honest about this now. I mean, altruism might be the motivation, but self-interest is pretty powerful as well. I mean, the thought oh. of losing that derogation should be pushing anybody to embrace this. And, and that that's completely what it is. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Um, and, and those farmers will be very upfront and say that with you. But it is there. It exists and we have an opportunity to use that now to get similar benefits to what has taken um, a longer team in Duhallow, but is, is possible and can be and can be done um, uh, successfully. I think what I took away from Duhallow was that success breeds success. Where farmers' actions had improved water quality, they were very reluctant to allow others to come and mess that up. So 
I wonder, do you think that success could snowball into behaviour change? Oh, I, I think it will. And, and uh, farmers are not new to that. Um, many farmers are in discussion groups and for production type um, metrics that they have on their farm, they use peer pressure to see things success. And farmers, um, <laughs> peer pressure to, to try and lift water quality, I think is is equally as uh, applicable and, and can be seen. But... For, for rivers like you were seeing in that part of the country, it does only take one farmer doing things badly to make a mess of the whole river catchment. Um, maybe one in 40 and, and, and it could pull down the okay. whole boat. But the tools are in the toolbox. Yeah. Are you optimistic? I am optimistic. Duhallow is not alone. Um, the average water quality across the country didn't change uh, between the last two reports from the EPA, half of the water bodies are, are still um, reaching the Water Framework Directive requirement at high and good, half are not, at between moderate, poor or bad. Within that, uh, there are a number of rivers that have also seen significant improvements. We, we, nitrate in our estuaries is a different story. It hasn't fallen off a cliff edge, but it's not where we'd like it to be. It's better than it was 30 years ago. Um, extreme weather that, that we've seen over the last couple of years has an influence on nitrate being lost and nitrate in estuaries is not as local. Um, f- a farmer in Oak Park in Carlow um, might be having an influence in nitrate that isn't seen until you get down to the Barrow estuary 100 miles away and it's probably a bit more difficult to have practice change on something that's influencing okay. something that's not local. All right, Eddie, thank you very much for